No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. It's like shop tour bus just automatically knew that we were going to have a grandson Mm -hmm. and then started putting out cute baby clothes. It's like being in the same current or something mm-hmm. like they have the universe just manifested baby clothes when we needed baby clothes through uh-huh. an entity that is named Shop Tour Bus, which happens to be sponsoring this episode of this podcast. 
shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. You will get amazing Grateful Dead inspired t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, doodads, whatnots, and gigas. That was a fucking mouthful. How did I just do that? That was that was good. Wow. That was good. That was solid. All right. Far out. And new baby clothes. Oh. Little Z on their Instagram feed. If you go to at shop tour bus on Instagram or shoptourbus.com, you could see cute baby pictures. And there's a helicopter flying over during the ad. There's a hospital near Gap. They're watching us. I know they're fucking watching us. They're not watching us. It's probably someone getting airlifted to the hospital, actually. Okay, well, let's hope that everything works out for that guy. All right. Anyway, shoptourbus.com is where you can find all this stuff. And it's not just like, hey, I'm going to buy a really cool shirt, and that's the end of it. No. You're going to get this amazing hand-designed box that has a Grateful Dead lyric in it that is exactly what you needed when you receive it. I don't know how that works. I don't pretend to understand the inner workings of the clockwork of the universe or anything like that. But I do know that that box, when it gets to you, is going to have some lyric that's going to speak right to your soul. That right there is worth its weight in gold. So do it. Go get a shirt and get toys and a, I a, found it. a bootleg and pencil to spool the tape with. And the computer's about to die because it's at 1%. And And we love you guys. Love you. No Simple Road. Shop Tour Bus. Make sure to put in that code, No Simple Road, to get your free shipping. Load. Load. Stuff. Well, he said road code. Load. Oh, Oh, yeah, okay. okay. No Simple Road. When you check out, use the code. You will receive free shipping because, you know, it's a little something-something. For the family. From us to you. From us to you. And them to us. Yeah. All of us. All of us to everyone. Okay, now we're rambling. Okay. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. D-E-F-Y-N-E. Define. Premium cannabis. Cannabis. (laughs) Hillsboro? Well, if you go there and you say cannabis, I don't think that that... Look, if you go there and say cannabis, they're still going to give you some premium... I want to educate you on how to speak properly. Yeah. (laughs) So two locations here in the Portland, greater Portland metro area, uh, Forest Grove and Hillsboro to serve you. Apple actually works at the Hillsboro location. Yep. If you go into either of the defined locations and say that you listen to No Simple Road, you will receive 10% off your purchase and a free T-shirt. That's so cool. look and a free t-shirt yeah, yeah. so oh, go in there shit. say hey i came in today because i listened to no simple road and they'll be like what here's 10 percent off your purchase and what size shirt do you wear and you'll go home with some great herb well we got to put a little and a new shirt by that because that might not exactly well i mean mean, in some form that interaction is going to happen maybe not in that order but at the end when you walk out you will have some type of cannabis product and a new shirt all for just saying hey i listen to no simple road pretty cool yeah i'd love to meet anybody that does come by yeah and Please dude come go, by. go, go to hillsboro and ask for apple yeah apple knows what's up with these products he brings them home. he really does he smokes it he puts he it eats on his it, uh, yeah jams it in his ear he, you know <laughs> apple is actually the epitome of what you would want a salesperson to be educated personally and then knows what the trends well, are and knows how to recommend like oh you know what you actually would probably like this better and i have to say that from him working there i know the 
the bud tenders there are the same as him. Yes. So if you have questions, all go in there and they will spend the time with you to help you figure out what product is right for you. They're not just going to be like, here, buy some flour and get the fuck out the door. Like no. it's No, that's one of our main things is we spend time with customers and we listen to our customers to figure out what they need. That's yeah. weird. Because that's really hard to know what you need when you Especially, walk in and you're not familiar it's with It's overwhelming to yeah. walk in a dispensary. We have so much stuff on our shelves. you got to take the time and explain what each thing is. And, well, and even some people have been smoking for years and years, but that's it. They've been smoking from their dealer. So they, yeah. when they walk into a dispensary, they've never seen these products. They've never even known that you can have a brownie bite that's 25 milligrams. Like, what does that even mean? How do I take that? Right. So, and great it's part of this family and they are one of our amazing sponsors and we appreciate them and so if you listen to this show and you're part of this family go believe in them if you're part of this family and you listen to the show and you probably are if you're hearing this support the family yeah i mean you're gonna smoke you might as well smoke the best shit yeah Uh, premium premium yeah premium and we got lots of good gear too. We wouldn't Our have logos cool. If they were we're bullshit. getting a lot of gear. We're getting more gear in. Just cool shirts, cool hats. Well, and just knowing the owner too, like um, I believe in him. Yep. Too. So I definitely uh, believe in it's him something that we can get get behind to find. Yeah. I like that. Get uh, behind cool to find, guys. Find. All right. Have at it. Hillsboro Forest Grove Apples Tea. Thank Sorry. you. That's the noise of our mouths, not the bottles. No, we didn't have a bottle in hand at the moment, but unusually, we do have another sponsor of the show for the time being, and that is Kush, Kush Co. They happen to be our wonderful Osiris sponsor and partner, and they happen to be the largest producer of packaging products for the cannabis industry. That's not little. That's a big Mm -hmm. think about that. Like all the legal cannabis in the world these guys are the ones that are packaging it that's kind of packaging that's a lot of packaging and they're sponsoring us so these guys have emerged as the go-to for state compliant packaging and all that goes along with that like every state has different laws about how it's childproof how it has to be this that snap whatever unscrew they're very technical and a lot these guys know every state's regulations and requirements and have made it not boring and kept it cool and fun and so i appreciate that they also make like uh i don't know boxes tubes bottles and they do vaping hardware and supplies so if you've been in a cannabis dispensary lately you've probably seen some kushko products they have offices in 10 states plus Canada and China. Please go to kushsupplyco.com forward slash podcast to learn more about what they're up to and support the No Simple Road family of sponsors. No Simple Road. No Simple Road. No Simple Road. What's up? This is Ryan Stasek from Humphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast family. 
Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts, connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics Magazine. Osiris. Right then and there, that's what. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> Allow me to clear my throat of my throat. <clears> throat. Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> what the hell are you doing, babe? You don't know about that? Mm-mm. Have mercy on me. I hope you don't mind. Hey, now. Let me clear my throat. No simple. No simple throat. Family. Melanie. One person out there will know what I'm talking about, and that's who I'm singing to. Probably. All right. That's, that's, I think it'll that's probably be you. more than one person. Yeah. That's for you, you one person. Yeah. Enjoy. That's a gift from us, the No Simple Road <laughs> family, to you. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Good morning. a brand new morning, day. Guys. I spent the evening... And in between... Well, the early morning hours laying in my bed in a puddle of geometric shapes and colors... Swirling all around me and through me as I grip my teeth and (laughs) thought I was sleeping. And then I would be like, oh, wait, I'm thinking I'm sleeping, but I'm not sleeping. Am I sleeping? And then no. And but it I still didn't want to move because it felt good to be still. But I wasn't still. I was going a thousand miles an hour. And then I realized that coffee was a thing in the world like that part of my brain came alive and was like, you need to get up out of bed and go get coffee. I was like, coffee. And I stood up and everything went, wah, 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 wah. and I was like, okay, if I just make it to the coffee pot, everything will be all right. And I made it to the coffee pot was and everything's all right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Gotta listen to that inner voice. It's PSA for coffee. Yeah. It's super important. <laughs> if your inner voice is telling you to go get coffee, Pay a fucking attention to that thing, man, because it knows what's up. Also, it does. your inner voice might be saying, go get some fucking tea, and that's okay, too. Yeah, I tell that voice to go lay down. Have some tea. Shut up, silly, oh, sad little voice that hey. wants weak tea. Be some fucking didn't you, mate. Didn't you just say listen to your inner voice? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Listen to your inner voice don't listen to me. Like I don't know Aaron's. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, only listen if it sounds yeah. like Aaron's. Otherwise, yeah, that's right. your own voice, <laughs> fuck that one. Fuck that one. I only listen to my inner voice when I like, when I like what it says. Yeah. <laughs> when it's in alignment with Schaefer yeah. over here. That's right. God damn it. This is my movie. Yeah, Motherfuckers in it. Get some Yerba, mate. Apple, stop. Stop. So, we were on our way to uh, High Sierra last year, and it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. We had just left. And we drove down the hill and we stopped at a gas station and we go in to get gas and snacks for the road. And Apple's looking at the can. And he goes, what is this Yerba mate? <laughs> and I was like, it's, it's your, cause I am constantly correcting Apple cause it drives me nuts I, when yeah, you mispronounce his shit. And those things. I was like, it's Yerba Mate, man. So from then on, it's been Yerba it's Mate. It's not how it's fucking spelled. they didn't put the little thing over the e what little thing we can't hear you You have to talk onto the microphone sir it's fine fine. the little little dash thingy above the e that makes it mate they don't have that on the bottle because you're just supposed to know yo (laughs) no that's not how words work if you're teaching a little kid to read you're gonna teach that kid to say mate 
And then you're going to say, if there's a little thing on the top of the E, it says mate. I don't have a little kid. I have an apple. And I can say, dude, it's yerba mate. You do have a little kid. You You actually do. Sorry. Well, in that instance. And also apple is a little kid. That's true. Jimmy over there. Jimmy Mike. Look at him with his little beard. (laughs) So cute. We love you, Apple. You Thank guys, you. Okay. Actually, Apple looks really cute. Let's today. give them context of what they've raised in the cute bar. What they've gotten themselves into. Yeah. Okay, but do they really need? They they gotta know by now. Well, yeah, this you, is you what. Listen to the show. Well, you know come what's on, up. y'all know. So what's going on? This we week, went to a show. This week's episode is Brandon Wenard from well, from a lot of shit, Bro yeah. Bible. <laughs> Wolfman Whispers. <laughs> oh, can I give him a personal shout Our out? Our past. Fucking Brandon. Last night we were at the concert and Aaron and I are dancing and all of a sudden I just start kissing on his neck and it fucking was good in there. And I was like, what did you use? And he was like, I got my new shit from Wolfman Whispers today. It was amazing. So Orange all dream I can and some sweet cigar mixed. Is you rock the house. You sure know. I think I'm looking at a hickey on Aaron's neck right now. We're 21 years deep into this relationship. We don't need to be putting hickeys on each other. But that's how good that shit was. I really have a hickey for yeah, real. Yeah. <laughs> you, do, you do have a little it's, one. It yeah, looks like tiny. someone pinched you. You're fine. Pinch. Okay. That's what you get for but, go to work tomorrow, and they're going to be like, "Really, dude? You're fucking forty-seven. That's so, your fault. Fault. Yeah. Your fart. Your fault for it's smelling my so fart. good. Yeah. That's and the we were the story. Me and Aaron were very excited. Like I ran down to the mailbox and got our package from Wolfman Whiskers. We were so excited, and he threw in an extra one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. A couple combs and an extra one. Oh, some more stickers. God. It's cool Stop to me. Being cute, and, Brandon. Wait, let me back up. <laughs> so. That's who's on the episode this week. I'm trying to like organize my thoughts in real time. And but last night we went and saw Phil Esch and the Terrapin Family Band play at the Roseland Theater. This and, is gonna be a double episode. And where they get a recap and an interview. Yeah, why yeah. not? This we is a recap of you. We do whatever we want. We do. We do. And I just have to say that I really think Phil Lesh is talented. <laughs> yep. Nah, yeah, he, that guy's he, got it. Yeah, he's he, gonna be all right. He'd be good That's if he took fair. a couple lessons. He, I don't know, Ryder. Last night was the first time I ever had any personal feeling about Phil Lesh. Like I don't I love him, acid. or <laughs> I don't love him, or not love him, or anything. I just don't have a personal feeling about him. But last night, while he was up there, and I was listening to him, his son singing his songs yeah. with his son's friends and this friends singing it too I was like what a fucking great dad Yeah, I thought what an amazing grandpa what a great dad to be bringing this um, his like lineage up in this like creating this awesome fucking thing and I I personally felt like I wanted him on the show after that because sometimes I feel like I don't want to interview people because I have nothing to say to them until there's this connection and then all of a sudden with Phil last night I felt a connection of what he's doing to bring up awesome people in the world ushering new kids into this world and it was fucking beautiful he's training that yeah there's yeah. a reason they're called but the there, terrapin family anymore. band there wasn't training last night it no, was they no, no, were no, doing no. it but it you was... saw after the show like all the crews that were out in the audience were like giving each other hugs and 
they went and did their bow and then they all on the stage got in a circle and go and like shake it out and get it get it off and it was cool to see that like they're a crew just like we are i know and I, that's what i was thinking of yeah. like their crew is up there representing and here's fucking the figurehead keeping pace keeping the beat keeping, keeping the backbeat that's and, well, fucking cool yeah and leading the rest of us in like it was like a like a sing-along get together hootenanny good time like everybody come and sing songs and jam out which is i mean like not just showing up and listening not just but you know what i mean no like it what was, do you mean yeah, Alex? I don't it know was, what you're talking about it was like yeah, I mean, it was like being led a in a Grateful Dead sing-along with all of my awesome deadhead people. It's like That's the what favorite was awesome part of like when it's um, when you're in kindergarten and then you yeah. get to have like song time or circle time. It felt like that. Circle yeah. time. Song circle time, time with a a psychedelic river yeah, running yeah. through it. And you definitely, I definitely got the sense that that's exactly what Phil is doing it and doing it for. He's like, yeah, yeah hell yeah, I'm going to go lead sing a long time. Yeah. Come on, Well, he everybody. does do story time every Sunday at Terrapin Crossroads, and he's there for kids. He, really? he reads kids' books to all the children. Hell yeah. yeah. So that's his kind of his jam is, like, reading stories to the kids. I'm um, just saying. He is translate. the, the chief other around the fire yeah. telling the story mm-hmm. and showing his son how to be the chief when mm-hmm. the chief goes yep. away. Training the next the other Chief. thing too that was fun to me too is that we've had Alex Coford and oh Ross James on the guys, show, it so it's like, like seeing friends yep. up on stage mm-hmm. playing. And I forgot, and I'm <laughs> glad I was reminded of how awesome Ross James's voice is. Ross James's voice makes me feel like I'm on a horse in a mountain with the sunset behind <clears throat> me and purple skies and like fucking. Donya Coyote. <laughs> That's what Ross's James hey, voice Alex, makes me feel like. We have me one of the one hundred pipes over there next to you. Anyway, yes, yes thank I you, will. Ross. Thank yeah, you, Ross. Alex. It, thank yeah, you. I Alex. said to Mel thank last you, night. Elliot. He was singing, and I was like, "He's fucking sneaky. He'll sneak up in there and just be like, hey, how you doing?'" Uh, he sounds like Bob Dylan. He has a that upswing on the end of his notes. You know what I mean? Like. He, it's like not the same kind of voice as Bob Dylan, but it's the same way. Like, yeah, little cadence to it. It's a, uh, it's really cool to see them with different eyes. Like watching Alex last night, and he was doing the day Yeah, and then he got silly with it, and he was like, everybody's like, weird. Yeah, and just like testing the waters and having fun with it, and everybody responding and like. It just shows me that we're all learning together. And for some Nobody's reason, got this shit figured out 100%. Last night that shit happened too, just like we were talking. Who, who brought that up the other day about the uncomfortable space? It got really uncomfortable in there for a little bit when everybody packed in. Oh, that was when we were talking there, to Daniel from Tam. There was nowhere oh. to fucking move for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then like that thing, then it... Do you kicked, remember I then said... Then everything you... kicked in. And then next thing I know, there was room and I could... I felt like I was going to freak out. I said... At one point, I was like, I need to get out of here and get some air. <laughs> Fucking, this is getting to be too much. And then I come back in, and all those people that were there were all... I don't know where they went. They weren't there anymore. It was spread out. You were Everybody twirling in circles. Yeah. Do you remember I said to you, dance. I was like, 
you were like, I need to get out of here. I was like, hang on, let me clear you some space. Yeah, and you started, started spinning dancing. around everybody and everybody moved back. moved. Like, there you yeah. go. Have fun. Let me turn on the AC. Yeah. Can you turn on the, the AC? Guy, in yes, the middle Dr. of the show, Thompson. dude looks at me. He's like, hey, brother. Yeah. Oh, it's hot in here. Can you turn on the AC? I was like, yeah, give me a minute. I started dancing. He was like, thanks, man. <laughs> and this guy looked like if Hunter S. Thompson had taken, like, human growth hormone as a teenager, mm-hmm. like... Like a like a weird big lanky hulked over with the bucket hat and the like amber shades and Aaron and I were watching Fear and Loathing yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> I was like, hey, I just saw your movie today, man. Yeah, and the guy went and left and went away and was having a good time. Aaron turned on the AC for him. It was perfect. What a fucking night! I there was so much about that night. Yeah, bad motherfucker. You know you who gotta, I'm talking you gotta, about. You gotta spell it out, babe. So they don't know. No, I'll paint the scene. Paint the scene. Because there's a lot of things that Sit happened back. to me last night. Listen but to Melanie. I'm just gonna talk about this one bad motherfucker. And the reason I say that is because on his hat was a plaque that said bad motherfucker in old English writing. And he had a jersey on and he had braids and like kind of bigger pants. And he came in with his own little posse. And... He looked like he needed to be welcomed. So I said to Aaron, I was like, I want to interview that guy right there. I want to know something about this dude. And Aaron's like, kick back. You don't even know who he is yet. I'm like, exactly, Aaron. And through, through the course of the show, I saw the transformation with him where instead of his hat on he took his fucking hat off and he had his head kind of like down in a little bit more of a reverence and he was moving and he was moving like it was a groove not just like back and forth like he was getting his own groove and i saw like the layers peel off and then at the end of the concert i i just felt like i was like you know what we are the welcoming committee. I am the welcoming committee. If I'm seeing somebody that looks out of place that needs to be welcomed, it's my fucking job. Nobody needs to tell me that or initiate that. So I walked on over to him and I was like, hey, thank you so much for being here. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. It was beautiful watching you dance and you're fucking rad and you're in the right spot and welcome, brother. And he just turned around and looked at he me. He was at- beaming. When you said that, he I, turned around like he oh. grabbed me because he was we were kind of like talking from the side a little bit, you know, like so we could hear each other. Like I was talking in his ear. I couldn't really look at him in the face. And then when he turned around and the hug that he gave me, that was the thank you. And that was like, fucking thank you, man. Like he needed that. I fucking needed that. Yeah. When stuff like that happens, how much of it is for you and how much of it's for it's them? Irrelevant. It's irrelevant at that point. When you're following your intuition about being close to or hugging or um, acknowledging somebody, it's irrelevant who it's for at that point. It's for both of you. It's for that's, the fucking world. Well, that's where it comes down to if are, you are you kind? Listen, if you would have taken a little snippet, like if somebody were the macrocosm looking at just me and that dude's interaction and just took a photo of that snap it was the most beautiful fucking thing like if I'm just taking myself out of it I'm not even talking about like if you saw another person do that and it was a little vignette in a movie yes that would be like 
Oh, that's a really fucking sweet moment right there. Fuck that's yeah. That's super sweet. And he didn't wear that bad motherfucker hat at, t- at the... He was I- still a bad motherfucker. He was. Yeah. But he, he just didn't, didn't need, need to advertise it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He felt yeah. it. <laughs> yep. yep. He embodied I, that shit. What was awesome, too, is we got a lot of love last night. Oh, yeah. We ran into... Uh, what's his name and his mom? Oh. Okay, Calder. Calder. Calder, Calder and his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he came walking up before we went in. He was like, he's like, I'm with my mom. I saw him at set break. Like, she, she came, she came and gave us all the biggest hug and thanked and, us for yeah. being so kind to him oh, and having him over when yeah. he was kind of struggling. And she wants to come hang out. And so, thank and we saw you Jason. From, listen, you guys, thank you from a mom. From he, so called us like twenty some years old, mm-hmm. twenty three or twenty two or something, and his mom thanked us the show he's like mom this is the guys from the show that i was telling you about and thanking us for what welcoming we her son him. yeah how we treated calder it was a fucking beautiful well, thing and then we saw for, gina for us oh my gosh G- you gina, comes popping, oh. gina comes popping oh. out of the crown you guys don't even know because she's she's funny dude it was, she's always like on it was anniversary for seven people she lost and talking to us and frantically doing something else and People are taking pictures of her because she's just. Uh, Gina's she's a, a force of nature. Yeah, I know, I know Gina is. from Garcia birthday band shows. Oh yeah, and and like yeah, yeah. I didn't know you guys ran into her last night. Oh yeah, so she's I was awesome. in the Gina and Mike. I was. I needed to get What's a up, few Gina things and out. I was in the bathroom for and quite a while, and when I finally decided to get out, I get out of the stall. I have my hat on, and who comes traipsing through? Like Gina, after you're Gina. puking. And she was like, holy shit. I, oh, my God. Do you realize it's the year anniversary that we met each other? Oh, shit. When I walked into the Phil oh, Club. Oh, when we saw Phil. Oh, at, oh and she was like, And I see you in the fucking bathroom, and fuck, oh, my God. She was tripping at us seeing each other at the year anniversary, and the reason that she was there was she was with, you know, the, you know, whoever she was with, and then... She started going to see the Garcia birthday band from us. She oh, that's heard right. about GBB right. because of us. No way. Yes. Way. Yeah, because she's kind of she's kind of new up here and wasn't getting out yeah. a lot and and started singing again and doing shit. So she and I tripped out for a whole fucking thing in the bathroom. I saw her when I was going to get my coat, and it was funny because we interviewed Craig Marshall from Cubensis yesterday. Yeah. And Justin from Garcia Birthday Band used to be in Cubensis. In yep. Oh, and shit. So he lived Craig in L.A. And, and then yeah. he moved up here to Portland and left the band. And so Craig and I were talking about Justin. And, and then I'm at connect. the show last night and I turn around and there's Justin standing there. I was like, I was just talking about you earlier today. How <laughs> weird. You're standing right in front of me right now and I'm this high. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of special connecting the dots last night for me last night while i was in the bathroom was the clearest i have ever written while you were in the bathroom vomiting and i just vomited for a little bit it was it was really more like i spit up that's really kind of what it was it wasn't like gut wrenching or anything it was like get out of here like get any sickness out get any 
Yeah, he disappeared and hung out in the stall for a while. Yeah. I remember Bren came back, was like, I made her open the stall door to yeah. give me the okay, she, and I she's like, okay. You guys, I was like, Bren, I open, open this door. I'm not even, my pants aren't even down. I'm sitting on the toilet. I'm yeah, just Yeah, if you're riding. laying on the floor at the Roseland when your no. pants are down, something bad happened. Yeah. Yeah. I had water. Yeah, yeah. icky, icky nice. things are going to happen yeah. if you're laying she, on the floor. You want to know what she said? She goes, you thing. actually look like you're fucking taking house calls. You look like if <laughs> <laughs> Melanie's open for service. Like, come on in. Let's sometimes, talk about Welcome it. to my cubicle. Uh-huh. Sometimes you just got to spend five minutes in the bathroom stall. And that's, that's what I was writing is. about. Mm-hmm. I was writing about being selfish in the bathroom stall. And this is the most selfish I've ever been while I've been rolling. <laughs> Is it's finding you. time for myself? And How could you? That time sometimes. We, I I, we gotta give a huge shout out to Jake and Brand oh being there with us God, last night. Those guys. two, those two are so aware. They're I guess, warriors. like you guys, of be, you're they're being warriors. parents and stuff. Warriors. Yeah, they're watching on everybody. Every time I needed a drink, Brand was right there with water or something, and Jeez. Smiley and just, they, yeah, they are such a cool like foil for mm. Mel and Aaron. It's it, yeah, that's all I can really say. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've I think you guys are like is, four pieces. I, I just respect her so much yeah. as a parent. As and, people and yes. Jake, I I love him in a lot of the same a lot of the same attributes that Aaron has is what I love about Jake. The fact that he can keep it together, the fact that he knows what to say and how to say it. The fact that he makes you feel special when you're talking to you because he pays attention. The fact that he can drive under any circumstance and go be a dad at the drop of a fucking hat, no matter how Even high though he, he does drive off the edge of the roads a little. Oh, who cares? <laughs> it's okay. You still get there. I know. It's like the fringe riding. More or less in line. Uh, more yeah, or less in line. Those two have always a place in my heart and the utmost respect for me. I, I just remember him. that one point when we were driving there. All together, you remember he kind of went off the side of the road a little, and Bren reaches over and grabs the wheel and is like, "Get back on the road, honey." Yep, he's just <laughs> talking to us like, "Whoa, yeah, oh, what the road?" So, so wait, takes the wheel when I'm seeing double. <sighs> yeah, I wonder if she pays his tickets when <laughs> oh, I'm sure she God. does. Yeah, you guys. So it was quite the night, and yes. it's still happening, and now you're here with us. So, and we would tell you what happened, but we nobody's put. Po- everybody was too high at that show, obviously, because nobody's posted nobody's a set posted list a yet. Set list. And yeah. we just remember there was some songs. Oh, I remember, yeah. okay, I remember the it. wheel. It's snowing. I remember the it's wheel, Dark Star, and Peggy O. Saint oh, Stephen. My God, that oh was yeah, Peggy O. Yeah, Pe- Elliot so came guys, up did that Peggy O. I looked up at the stage one night. One night, one night, which was last night, <laughs> and um, Elliot Peck is freaking ripping it, ripping it with all these fucking ninja warriors behind her, and I all of a sudden look at myself and all my fucking ninja warriors around me, Hi-ya. and Hi-ya. it fucking like warmed my heart so much, like to see this little cute, adorable. Powerhouse leading these dudes, you know, and it made me see myself in a different way, Aww. and it made me really respect. The so wait, are you saying to... that the band could be a reflection of your own life? Maybe wow. that's a that's, strong. That's some hippy dippy shit. Thought. No, no, that's weird. Nope. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's not yeah. real. Yeah, it's a joke. It's all in your head, mostly. Who, I, who I just want to say would I love know? my guys. I really do. I Aww. love all you guys here. We love you too, baby. Yeah, I love you, Mel. And I just got to with Elliot, too, the thing last night when I was getting a little too much. Every time I, I just open my eyes and focus on her because she was the calm in the storm up there. 
Oh yeah. Everybody else is fucking all over, and she's fucking patting her hands on her leg, just how about looking the all fucking, cute and pulling pulling it back together. How about the sign language guy stealing oh the show? Oh my, my god. god! That, that was everybody. Rad. Oh my god! Jake was standing there cracking up. I didn't know he what could, he was okay. doing. First of all, guys, he could have well, been doing whatever he wanted. He could have just been making, you know, paper animal shadow puppets on the wall but we need to paint him a picture because at first i don't even think any of the guys saw this but i saw a a female interpreter she was there first she was there first and she was doing good but then this guy came out for whatever next song was and he and i was like aaron look at the interpreter he was dancing and and yeah he brought brought magic too. the bad motherfucker guy he overheard me say that to you and paid attention to him and saw and was got into that guy. He was like, and it was a thing happening. That, yeah, that dude was amazing. He was bringing, he stirring was that energy. He, Ryder, if you would have saw him, you would have loved I, every that's second. That's my favorite shit. He, he was. He had a scarf on and a vest and was stylish. And, and he was feeding cool. off the band. He was staring. He was, he was staring at like watching <laughs> he totally them. Was. He wasn't totally interpreting, watching the band, and they were connecting with him. And it was, it was. A it trip. is a treat to have a. Uh, a sign language person at a concert because they like do it like jamming they all dancing to the get music you to and feel fucking, the like, fucking music through that sign it's not just like this it's not like no. it's like pumping yeah he was amazing so i don't know what his name was or who he was but thank you for yeah his your... name was rumple stiltskin oh okay yep. rumple thank you was that for real his name no. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Well, like maybe he absolutely. Calls himself I don't yeah. Know. It, maybe, maybe he does. I, figured you'd talk to him. I don't know. I I didn't. I'm gonna just throw a little. Don't listen side to me, Ryder. Haven't you learned I, I usually, yet? Jesus, man, don't. you knew. I'm sorry, you're right. I'm, Fuck. I usually don't. Um, no simple road. We're not that professional. Like we have our shit what? together. And, Come on, babe. We're but we're not like trained. fucking professional. So you guys will hear noises. Maybe some of them will annoy you. Maybe it's my breathing is too loud or my laugh is dumb or any I'm chewing. I'm going to apologize and then not apologize in the same token because there it's well, snowing right now. Well, it's we want it's freezing it's rain. We it's want people to be able to listen to the show without being annoyed while they're listening to but it. But that's and, the point of the fucking will, show. It's raw. Right. It's raw, I got and you. you're gonna get but all the raw. But at some point, you have to take responsibility for what you're putting out into the world. If you're trying to be responsible at that moment, sure. But mm-hmm. if you were getting it raw, and at that raw moment, it wasn't responsible. Sorry. You got that part. Next time, maybe I'll pay attention to it. But this time, this is what you got. Get it. Get it. Or don't. Listen or don't. Love it or don't. I don't know if I agree with that. We don't have to. We're different people. I'm Melanie or Aaron. We're respectfully. Zeph. That's right. Zeph. We are respectfully agreeing to disagree on this point. Yeah, see, that's why we're good parents and good couple. I think if I'm going to spend my hard-earned time listening to something... I want to listen to it and not have to be distracted by listening to the thing that I'm trying to fucking listen to, man. First of all, I have been with you when you've listened to bitchin' shows I can of the dead. It. Listen, that you've listened to great shows of the dead, and then you're like, Donna comes on, I, I, and you didn't expect it, and you're like, fuck, man. <laughs> oh, fuck it. And it blew it for you just for a second, right? Mm-hmm. But you still fucking listen to the show because you love what Jerry's saying and everybody else and whatever. Sometimes you're going to hear some shit in something that you don't necessarily love. Alex is love. the best person ever, by the way, guys. 
Why? And Tell everybody because why. Because it's fucking raining, and I'm the only person that isn't underneath the porch, and it's snow raining on me, and he brought me on. It's snaining. It's, yeah. sna- it's sleet. <sighs> You're welcome, I, I just needed to say that, because... Because you got shit about chewing gum. I wasn't chewing gum, though. That's the whole thing. And I didn't get shit. And it wasn't, it shit. wasn't shit. I take that back. I That's didn't the say wrong that. Way I to, didn't say that. I, did, I take it back. Thank you. That's, you You got it pointed out to I, you. I you got it pointed out, but I wanted to address it to everybody that may think about it or not think about it. I, I'm not perfect. And you and, know what's weird about that? What? Is that I am perfect and just don't try to do it. It's very exhausting. I know. I never make any inappropriate <coughs> noises on the thing. I already, no. I already, that's one of my my stupid, silly hang-ups is like always trying to behave perfectly. So when something like that comes to my attention, what it means to me is like another point of letting go of mm. of that. I got I'm you. not going to try to get to that standard. I'm going to accept the fact that I'm not. Yeah, Mel Sorry. is not a person who usually shirks away from calling herself out I, no. yeah. on these sorts of things. No. I call myself out a lot on purpose because I want to be better. But in this situation, Zef, and if you don't know what that means, look it up. Wow. All right. Well, I guess we'll just leave that there. Yeah. Like, the- yep, that UFO landed. Yeah. We love you, though, out there. I love you know about my heart. I do. And that was all said in love and yeah, but you know, like sometimes I know about sit, your heart. You know about it my heart. Pumps blood. It's got four chambers. Mm-hmm. It's, Atria, it's like all boy. it's it's glittery and shiny like a disco ball on the outside. <laughs> yeah, it holds a tur- <laughs> an, an infinite Alex amount of universes and turtles <laughs> and turtles. Mm-hmm. Well, and the goes, turtles hold up the universes, right? And it doesn't all go inside thump, the heart. Thump. Thump, thump. It goes thump, 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 Actually, that, that's, a, that's a rhythm, yeah, and you might want to get that checked out. Actually, if your heart's doing that, go to the doctor right now. Stop listening and go to the doctor. Yeah, maybe writer's right. Yeah, or you could just let go. That's a Go get that checked out, please. I'm worried about you. All right. Sorry, writer. It's okay. I'm just worried. Now that you said that, my heart started beating all weird. Guys, Maybe it's we not arrhythmia if it's rhythmic. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let me see if I can tie all this together with a nice bow. Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, thank you so much for coming into our life. Mm-hmm. I oh, really he- want you on the porch. I want you to spend the night. I want you to come have dinner. I want you to chill on the porch with us. And I want to make Brandon the best hamburger he's ever had. <laughs> Why? Oh, shit. I don't know. Make brisket. I say, but anyway, he yeah, just seems Brandon, like the type of dude that me and Ryder would want to drink a good bottle of bourbon with, too. Yeah, Do whatever. Great. Sit out here. Oh, Brandon, and I'll I gotta mention. Up. Brandon, I'll give you a fucking treatment my, with your products. Do I know Brandon? Oh, okay. My, yeah. my scent, too. I forgot to mention that. That lemongrass sage wisdom is the one I got. And oh, my God. It's amazing. Anyway. So okay. I'm sorry. I'm right sorry. on, Apple. It's, it's cool, man. This Wolfman Whisker stuff isn't just a product. I mean, like Mel was talking about earlier, it's. It's a cool product made by it's cool people, and when you have that stuff, it makes cool things happen, and yeah. it's not for it, nothing. It, yeah, it's like, it could sound very commercially, the way we're pushing it, but it's, no, it's, it, but it's, it's so. like, no, this we're talking about it because it's a real part of everything that's going on. This is on. what you and call baby non-spawn? And it was a fucking <laughs> trip, too, because I kind of thought that Brandon was the same guy from Wolf and Whiskers. Oh, wait a minute, you guys. I oh. listen, but I on the show, you're going to hear Aaron putting the pieces together. I wasn't right sure, man. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I missed you guys at the Gorge. And then it clicked, and I was like, oh! 
this is the fucking um, Wolfman. Oh shit! Like he had no idea. No that idea. We, we were talking a bro Bible the whole time. That mm-hmm. is, it, is it was to Aaron. He's like, yeah, the guy from the bro Bible. Blah blah blah. Everything was about bro Bible. Then when he came on and he realized and said that he was Wolfman Whiskers. The look on Aaron's face was like the door opened after years of being shut. Like, <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Well, we had had like a couple of very personal interactions around the beard products. Yeah. Which is fucking <laughs> funny to even yeah. say. Because he But like I thanked life. him. I sent him a text and was like, thank you for changing my beard's life. Like, for mm-hmm. real. It's a thing I carry on my face every day and I appreciate what you did. And he that's how we became friends. And he's got a dope beard too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he looks like Jerry. This bit. stuff yeah. makes me like think about growing a beard just because it's so nice. Yeah, you're not cool enough, Alex. No, I'm not. Nope. You I can't think you afford can a mustache. Uh, yeah. kind of, uh, you you're not totally could. You're not fancy enough. Yeah, I'm not fancy you're not enough. welcome in the mustache. Known for <laughs> not being the fancy. Or the beardery? Yeah. Well, gosh dang it. Last night, this awesome guy had the coolest mustache. I saw the he handlebars. Had the curls, yes. right? And oh, then, yeah. then he's like, "You," he's like, "I want to follow you. You look like you're having fun." I was like, "I am." And Head so to he no dot com. Yeah. Follow it. <laughs> Here's a sticker. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of stickers and things. Speaking of forgetting to take stickers with us again to put in, like, in the bathroom. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, nobody's nobody's talking already. to you anyway about that. Follow us on Instagram. At No Simple Road and Facebook at No Simple Road. Go to Facebook and sign up for the No Simple Road family group because shit's happening. And if you're not a Facebooker, you can Reddit it in r forward slash No Simple Road. That is the Reddit arm of the No Simple Road family. This is a many armed family. It's like Shiva or Hecaton Karis. It's a bless it's a, you. It's a it's a hundred armed Greek <laughs> yeah, right monster. On. Anyway, right, Reddit r forward slash No Simple Road is where you can get involved with the No Simple Road family online, away from the dreaded evils of the Facebook land world. Um, also, www.nosimpleroad.com is where you can find all the past episodes of the show. Um, there's merch up there. All the newest stuffs up there. And news, weather, sports, and information all dealing with this podcast and the wider family of the amazing Osiris Network that we're on and the stable of shows that are continuing to get better and better and awesome. And we appreciate being a part of that thing with those guys. RJ, thanks for the sweet messages that you sent, Aaron. It really brightens up his day. When, When you... When I receive, I was going to speak in third person. When I receive, when I receive a letter like that from someone like RJ, because I respect RJ, yeah, because he's a he's a dad, he's building, he's killing it, and he's building a network, and like I I respect him. So getting a personal message from him meant a lot to me, especially the content of it, saying that he thought we did a good job, like that was like. Fuck yeah. Yeah. We're on the right well, track. Well, that's cool because he's building the network and he's proud of our, what, we're right. on the network. And yeah, so that's good. a great was, feeling. Uh, yeah. Good. So thank you, RJ, because mm-hmm. you're, 
You're special. Thank you. And we're going to yes. hang out. Just saying. Oh, yeah. I can't wait till he's on the porch with us. Yeah, he wants to be, people too. people that we have to wait to be on the porch with. We have a special chair just for you, RJ. Mm-hmm. And just saying, if you live down in Southern California oh, in guys. April... We're oh. going to be at Skull and Roses Fest. This is coming out after Lovey Down. So we had a blast at Lovey Down. Um, but I in April, the baby. what's coming out today? Oh. Brandon. This is right now. If I know. we talk about Lovey Down, it's today. Oh, yeah, huh? Duh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ha. We're, we're get, so we're getting ready to doing. go to Lovey Down Wait, on Thursday. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, bring it in. In April. We're going to Skull and Roses Fest. Woo! No Simple Road is the official podcast of Skull and Roses Woo! Festival. And hopefully Jonathan from Broke Down will be joining us. Broke Down Podcast, No Simple Road Podcast are joining Ooh. forces to podcast live from No Simple or No Simple Road from Skull and Roses Fest. And we're gonna have fun. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to see our boys, the Higgs. We're going to meet Craig from Cubensis. We're uh, going to talk Jonathan. to a lot of other we bands. We to Jonathan, but we've never met Jonathan. I am we're manifesting a face-to-face interview with O'Teal. I just, I just want to say... I thought that, too, the other day, baby. That's happening. This is going to be the first festival that I get to go to since we've done No Simple Road. And Aww. I'm fucking stoked. Aww, this is going to be so yay, much right. goddamn fun. Yep. Anyway, so that. Then, this coming weekend... If you're in the Los Angeles area, we are going to be at Love You Down at the Echoplex in in Los Angeles, and we are going to be interviewing Warpaint and Sago and the Golden Suns and Swim, and it's, if you listen to this show and you don't know who those bands are, you really need to. Do yourself a favor, go look them up, I'll say them again, Swim, Sago, Warpaint, the Golden Suns. The Golden Suns, they are special golden people all those bands are, are special golden. golden people well i know that i know like that an ethereal it's and i'm not just picking bands. them out because they're my favorite but it's their family their family where they come from is so sweet and so that's why i'm shouting them out oh, okay. all those but people are I, amazing i just wanted to say that war paints one of the my favorite bands that i've found within the past like oh six months or That's however long cool. ago they they're, they're great so <clears throat> and I, when I had one more thing to say about swim that's just I'll go to their Instagram and check them out they just played at Sundance Film Festival and they tore the stage Jasper up Chris had a cowboy Sundance. hat on that's my and, grandson's dad mm-hmm. yeah and they tore star. it up Sydney said that they tore it Sydney had the baby in the pouch at the fucking concert of course she did that's our with daughter the baby where, and they did. They created they a ruckus. Be? You could see it on their Instagram feed. Fucking, they're rocking it. Yeah. So, if you're in LA, grab a ticket. There's only tickets to Thursday night, you guys. Friday's sold out. Fuck yeah. So come we, Thursday night and yeah. hang out with us, man. And it's not like there's like a no wall of separation. Come hang out with us, Sala. Oh, I'm shit, talking to you, Sala. brother. Come hang I out, really would man. Love to see Billy Hammer Brandon, out there too. Billy. All of Sam Clay is Dale in online ceramics. Yeah, online ceramics. Dale. Dale no, I think out. Dale's. What, I'm trying to remember. He's in Ventura, he's... I think. That's a quick drive. Anyway, you know who you are. We've had you on the show. <laughs> We're saying come hang out with us in LA for a beautiful yeah, music night. 
So yeah, that's the stuff that's happening coming up. Love you down in LA this next weekend. In April, we're going to be at Skull and Roses and Fest. Are you? And next weekend, after we come back from Love You Down Saturday on Saturday, night. we're going to see Dark Star, and that's going to be a whole other thing that happens. And we'll do a recap, and I'll be on the porch again, feeling all yeah. We're gonna have a recap weird. of Love You Down, seeing the baby. I don't know, and man. I can't Dark handle Star this. all this in guy's, one weekend. Too much. Never mind. Cancel everything. Yep. Yeah, I need a good nap. I do too. Wake me up and like, call me. Hey. Last night I was the first time that. Um, we allegedly, or Melanie allegedly took something. I What'd felt, you take? Allegedly. I felt most like myself. Melanie, Melanie candy flip last night. I felt Turn most like myself last night. I felt more in control, like of my limbs. Like I could do stuff instead of being like, uh, uh like, uh, that's all nobody I wants describe. to be, uh, no, well, yeah, I've been. Sometimes uh, I have to just close my eyes. You guys, you guys know that about me. I have to like hide. Under no, you were something. present. I was alert and present and there and creating, and it was. But you do talk me. loud. Well, the so band. she would the, the so whole Again, the whole first two songs I was I cracking. May love it or hate it, but Sorry. everybody around like twice I turned around like like oh my god, Mel's being loud, but everybody was partaking in the conversation uh-huh. and laughing at her, and she's getting every, you're like the callous like like okay, we're gonna do warm ups, jumping jacks, <laughs> getting the crowd warmed up all around you, and I was just like okay, that's cute. Oh. It was fucking cute, man. I mean. I I'm just giving. I'm just ribbing you, baby. Yeah, yeah we're just we're time. just messing with you because you were like that person that was louder in the band for yeah. a minute. <laughs> well, it is what it is. That's yeah. my girl. I, I was here. up like we were up like rad. eight or nine people deep ahead of you and Aaron, and I could hear you in the way up there. But it was like for me, it was like like yeah, okay, they're there. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. like they're over there, yeah, and then you, you guys, and then we kind of like drift different directions. I'd be like, okay, beep, beep, the sonar. <laughs> Mel was my sonar all night. It was perfect. So last Very but not complimentary least. to the music. Oh, thank you, Alex. You're what? Welcome. I just I had one more thing to say. I wanted to give a shout out, special one to one of our listeners, Bob. Bob, who's, Bob, who, who's back? Oh, super cool, yeah. Bob. I yeah. remember. Did I see him last night? Uh, no, no, no not at the show. Oh, okay. I stopped by his house Friday on my way oh, home from okay. work because he hooked up No Simple Road family with a crate of albums. Oh, with, that's where it came like, from. Yeah, yeah. Janis wow, Joplin, Miles Davis, just I mean, all kinds oh, of awesome man, Bob, stuff. You got some really cool stuff in there. Some Herbie Mann. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. We'll be sitting in the basement listening to those. And thank you so very much, Bob. And, and he is recording bootlegs like dubbing them onto blanks yeah. and sending them to shop tour bus oh my god yep. sweet he's feeding them tapes to make yeah, sure they have enough to send so out much. fucking rad thank I didn't know that thank you Bob and thanks shop tour bus that's freaking sweet family, family helping, helping family, family. Yep. <laughs> I wanted to say it first and you stole it nice rock on Bob <laughs> thanks brother so last but not least is Patreon dot com <laughs> forward slash no simple road uh, patreon guys, guys get it. listen we're not doing this alone you're not. you are out there listening and increasing you, and your you're part patreon? of this you're part of this family mm-hmm. and we're doing this together this isn't us and this isn't you this is all of us together doing this thing so you like listening to the show we like doing the show and the way that we pay for it is through patreon so if you are so inclined, go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and you can sign up for a buck a month. 
20 dollars cute dollars you know and become a chan donator and you will be supporting the no simple road family not only in a spiritual manner manner mano mano but also financially and that is the meat and potatoes of how we continue to do this because we live in a material world and i am a material girl so wait uh, wait i, I want to read that letter from the guy that increased his well here find that letter and i want to give yeah. thanks to Ryder finally closing the umbrella that he nearly poked my eye out with seven and dumped times water and on the computer water everywhere. now you guys gonna hear one of those annoying noises in the background now that apple's called it out i can just do it unabashedly this is me drying off the umbrella <laughs> i was wow. trying to block the wind and i didn't think about it but, you but you're like a little kid you're sitting there twirling it the whole time all right did you guys just um, hear that flock of birds just I go by? Yeah. That was gnarly. Okay. That was a bat. That's a long Whoa. letter. Wait. It was a ding bat, a wombat. Not a who bat? A wingdick. The one that was talked about on Netflix. Babe. I, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do, but we'll it's not it happening. We'll get it to another time. Yeah. We'll get it to another time. Get to another time. Words that sounds like a good song. Yeah. Get it to another time. Okay, guys, we'll so we love you. Just know we'll see you soon. You're going to enjoy the interview. Yeah, this I is promise. I'm making There's promises. a hurricane going on during there this is, interview. No, there's not. This isn't Craig this is Marshall. A, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. This there's no hurricane happening here. Yeah, like, yeah, Only in great. your head, you guys my friend. catch that show last night? Oh, Shut up, man. Just, right. just roll with it. Okay. Who are you? Come see us at Love You <laughs> Down. Come hang out with us at Dark Star. Buy your tickets for Skull and Roses. All the things... Thanks happening. for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah. So, without further ado, the No Simple Road family gives you Brandon Wenard from Wolfman Whiskers, Bro Bible, and part of the family. Aww. Yeah. Why you always gotta know everything? Just relax, man. Because I don't know much. You're so I'm trying to educate myself. You're so educate-y. Not really. I don't know if this is the right number. Hmm. Huh. Harumph. Things that make you say, hmm. Harumph. Odd things I've found in my navel. What have you found in your navel? Odd things. Mmm. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> All right. Let's call Brandon. Okay, one thing that was on a meme that was on Bro Bible was a picture of, like, a white and a black dude really super super buff and all you can see is their arms and it said something that you can't you don't want to really get into and then you really don't want to get out of and then one said shower and then the other one said bed (laughs) 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 I fucking cracked up so hard because I'm in the bed not wanting to get out not wanting to get out I well, I think I could spit it's one of those on things. There. You don't want to get it into the shower. You're like, oh, man, I don't want to. And then you get in there, and then the water's yeah, all nice. Get out. Mm-hmm. Right, one that standed out to me was when you follow the masses, sometimes the M is silent. <laughs> 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 and here we go. Uh-oh. Sorry, guys. I have a little bit of a cough okay, today. Okay, stand by. So I'm going to try. Thing that was amazing was we got into Dick's Sporting Goods two nights. Do you remember that awesome trip, babe? Uh, yeah. That was fucking fun. We're gonna do it again, too. Look, look what I got. Oh, shit. 
Mel's got her stubs handy. These specific stubs. Hello. Brandon. What's What's happening, man? Hey, how are... How how are you? <laughs> we are well. We're fucking groovy today, yeah, Brandon. You it's caught a, us in a it's good, a good morning. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm so so happy to hear that. Yeah, welcome to the porch. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I've been, I've been listening for for a while. Is that a dog out here? That's that Darwin. is Darwin being an asshole. You've been knowing that he's a pain in and the ass. Apple's going to go put his furry ass in convenient. the house. Inside Darwin. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Um, Apple's throwing him back inside so we can actually hear you. We will all introduce ourselves. Brandon, pleasure to meet you, my friend. I'm Aaron. <laughs> Same, Aaron. Nice to meet you. I'm bummed we didn't get to hang out at the gorge this summer. Uh, just way too, way too much going on. <laughs> Whenever I was up there. Yeah, it's a, you know what? It's all good, man. It's There's all good. And you know, you'll be there this year, won't you, for Dead and Company or no? Uh, possibly. I'm not sure. I really haven't laid out my plans for Dead and Company yet, um, which we can get into. But fish yeah, first yeah. In, <laughs> in my world. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm. I have to say, I thought we we're introducing ourselves. on record that I agree with him. But go ahead, Mel. <laughs> no, you t- you're playing I'm, by the rules. I'm, I'm done. To tell I'm all you. done. All I'm right, not going to say fine. anything else. See, Brandon. I promise I won't see? say anything. See what you're witnessing right now? We're bickering live. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, man. Uh, welcome. I'm excited to talk to you because I don't know too much about you. So I'm really excited to know who the heck you are. And I was really laughing at some of the stuff on Bro Bible today. So. Thanks for oh, the entertainment awesome. as well. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you got some chuckles out of it. Oh my hell yeah! <laughs> and um, the, awesome. And hey, awesome. Uh, this is Apple. All of what's up, to, Apple? Welcome to the porch, man. It's good to have you on here. Yeah, man. I am stoked. So um, you said you've awesome. been listening. How long have I, you been listening? So I started listening uh, when Aaron, I believe. Um, somehow discovered uh my little like side fun beard bomb thing wolfman whiskers oh yeah okay um, and and uh aaron was such a enthusiastic supporter of that at, at the at its very inception and i am uh, beyond grateful and and listened to it a lot over the summer um my media consumption has been a little weird in the last like couple months but like i want to talk about that bring that up wait 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 wait. i i gotta say something Uh i wasn't sure if that was you or not i was like this looks like the dude from wolfman whiskers (laughs) it is wow dude just i'm so happy to talk to you even more now because you changed my life and, yeah. <laughs> and mine, Brandon, mine too. Me and Aaron both need to place yeah. another order. <laughs> I like, I, I, yeah, I like, I, I started it last spring, and uh, you know, the focus was obviously on, and still is on, uh, on creating like a beard care product line for, uh, for heads, more or less. And uh, just something that I didn't think was there, and and uh, you guys like plugged it a couple times, and I was just so enthusiastic and grateful for it, and and jumped on the bus, if you will. Dude, so I was like, stoked well, about it. Because from from um, Aaron's wife, like he is so specific and so like discerning about anything that he puts in his beard and he's just like hypersensitive about his hair in general so when he started like Mediva yeah Yeah. when I didn't 
have to even say, okay, Aaron, I, I get it, whatever. I felt it. I felt the difference. It was like thicker. It was softer on my skin. And I'm an esthetician, so I'm super into just stuff like that. Essential and oils, oils and all that. And yeah. Product. So I was like, rad. And your sense, that's what what got me because I'm super sensitive to fragrance. Right. And so I can totally tell um, it, the way that it hit, like when I'm kissing Aaron, like the way that it hit me was like a sweet, like little summer breeze or like a, you know, a little like run in the forest or a little spice. So Honestly, like you stepped up his beard game and I so appreciate that. I want to say one of the coolest and most surreal moments that I've had, like being the host of a podcast was (laughs) at J-Rat. One of our listeners came up to me and was like, hey, you guys are no simple road. And I was like, yeah, hey, give me a hug, man. We, He's like, I'm wearing my shop tour bus shirt and I got my Wolfman whiskers. Oh my God, I, remember I was that. like, oh holy God. shit. Yes. <laughs> what the I fuck just that. happened, man? Wow. Dude, that is so awesome. Like, I am, I am, I am, I am smiling ear to ear hearing that because Good. like, that's, I, I mean, you know, that's the greatest <laughs> Hey, there's two. It kind of com- com- combines both of my worlds in a lot of ways. Like, one, that is the most amazing thing you can have in a media property, um, is is you know giving that stamp of endorsement and then hearing from consumers that you're you know mm-hmm. you Full amplify circle. that messaging. Yeah, that you amplify that messaging to. That's you know the point of the media property. And uh, two, just obviously in um, you know. I, you know, I've created Wolfman Whiskers with a lot of love, and you know, the goal for it was to create something tangible that helps, you know, bearded men and and Ugh. is re- and in in a way that isn't like kind of I hate to for lack of a better way of putting it, big beard, <laughs> like, yeah. like these big beard companies, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, to hear that for both of you guys just means the world because. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to do something different, and it took off really, really well. Aww, very, good. very measured because of that. So I'm, I'm super, super enthusiastic. Thanks, man. That, Aww. that's kick ass. I'll say, I gotta tell you, it's, it's the best, man. I, I like, I work at a dispensary, and I deal with a lot of people every day. Yeah. I've had, I think, most of us that have beards, like you, me, Aaron. Yeah. You know, we're kind of burly, lumberjack looking to like tough guys, kind of on exterior. I've had so many dudes come in, younger and older. They're like, like, want to touch my beard. Yeah, like, like, dude, what, exactly. are you, what are you doing to your beer? It's like sheeny. When I walked in, it was like sheening. And can I touch, you know, to have a dude be like, can I touch your beard? It's like, fuck yeah, man. And this is what you need to get. And now and you've made it weird and uncomfortable. I, I touch Apple's beard too, and it's fucking soft. Oh, it so is soft, so dude. soft. Like right now, I'm using the orange one. I get more comments on the same. Yeah. I don't wear That's my favorite one. or anything, but people are like, man, you smell good today. It's the beard balm, man. So, Thank you Brent, so much. Brandon, I'm, cu- I'm curious, dude. I- You've got a lot going on. Like I do. A lot. <laughs> wow, man. I I'm kinda like I've thrown a, a back because I didn't put it together that I like I said, I wasn't sure. And I didn't want to be that guy and be like, Is that you? He's like in the cart- <laughs> you know, it's like in the cartoons when like they get punched really, really fast and yes. then like the little birds <laughs> are like <laughs> flying over the head. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Aaron is right now, because I know that he didn't know that he was talking to you and then yeah I i'm know talking to like two of my favorite people right now 
Two versions of me, if you will. He's a supporter uh, of you. Yeah, so <laughs> how, how did, like, let's go back in the time machine. So what was your first, like, uh, experience to the music and everything? How did that all start? So, I mean, it really grows up to, it really, really goes back to, uh, honestly, how I grew up. Um, both of my parents are public school music teachers, oh, and um, I grew up in just surrounded by music. I mean, you you to the degree where you know we were avid supporters of the arts. Um, my dad is my dad still teaches. My mother uh, still teaches. They both are you know avid musicians in the local small community that they uh, that they're in in in, in central Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, we kind of really grew up um, just being just being supporters of, of, of what kind of music means to people and uh, what, you know, what goes into that, the work that goes into that, the, uh, the, the um, you know, skill set and knowledge and everything like that. And, uh, you know, that it, that definitely opened doors to um such a wide um such a wide swap of music for me you know growing up listening to um you know a lot of like a lot of jazz a lot of uh a lot of john coltrane a lot of you know miles davis stuff like that and then um and then kind of pushing the boundaries from there um you know my parents were um extremely avid fans of you know the kind of 70s funk stuff and in a weird way that kind of like that kind of acted as a catalyst for me at a very young age to get into um improvisational music and the idea of you know music being created in in the moment um and and you know everything that goes into that obviously uh obviously with the with the grateful dead um, I'm 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 33, so I'm a lot. Uh, you know, I can't really claim that I ever saw Jerry or anything like that. Doesn't matter. Uh, but I, yeah, but I very very much so remember. Um, you know, a lot of those. Uh, it's kind of at the very beginning of my memory when I when I when I think about the Grateful Dead. Um, a lot of the news things around the Grateful Dead in the 90s, especially living back east where they growing up back east where you know their summer tours. Uh, were stadium stadium shows um, some of the bad you know just thinking thinking back to it like deer you know the Deer Creek debacle yeah uh, um, was one of the things that like in a weird way I kind of remember but it also kind of like for lack of a better way of putting it like at a very early age kind of got me like hip to what the to the Grateful Dead and how cool um, that you were in an environment that where that was on your radar like what's most the Deer Creek incident. Am I supposed was, to know this? Tell, tell Mel what the Deer Creek incident was. Yeah, right? the Deer the Deer Creek incident was like it was a three or four day weekend run, and there were a bunch of gate crashers that uh, notoriously kind of crashed the gate there, and I, I don't want to necessarily say a riot, um, but it caused it was like a trampling type of incident, and mm-hmm. just kind of like dark, some yeah. dark days, oh, and, uh, and and the scene was yeah. very. What, what it had changed. It had what, changed. What, what time? Ninety four. Yeah, I want to say it was ninety four. Okay. okay. Like the um, scene was very dark. Mm-hmm. It got weird. And you can it's, listen to it's, those shows, and it comes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that like 
I think that, you know, in a weird way, that kind of, um, that kind of energy, it, it got me very interested in who the Grateful Dead were, who, what this kind of counterculture music scene looked like, um, especially because it tied back to musically and the essence of the music, um, what like jazz was and what, you know, um, sort of traditional American music forms like, you know, bluegrass, et cetera, looked like. And I, and I grew up around a lot of those and kind of came to that in the, in, in my, in my childhood, uh, it, as, as a consumer, as a, as a listener, um, very, with very sort of ex- a lot of excitement about it. Did it have um, that air of mystery for you? Like, did it seem like there was a secret waiting there for you? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it, it kind of felt like, it kind of felt like, you know, like, like opening a, like opening a closet that you just have no idea what's inside. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, one of my very, very, very first, you know, first memories, it's like when you're a teenager and, you know, you get like, you get a, you get your first like stereo set or whatever. And, uh, there was a number of like things that I, that I got that were you know popular at the time but i also got that dicks picks um dicks Pick, one of those early dicks picks releases the the harper college one. Oh yeah and uh and and i remember just like consuming that like crazy just out of pure interest were um, you doing psychedelics yet no no not at all like that was way later um and, and honestly like it was one of those things where to me it was very very just very, just interesting you know I, I consumed everything about that kind of culture at the, as a as a teenager um you know and i can like from just literally a lot of my interest is in you know writing and editorial stuff and uh consume went on a binge where i consumed like every tom robbins book and every yes. you know ja- every every jack kerouac book and you know everything of that era and uh i, I just kind of like felt like all right there's like this this is my world you know is it's a trip it's a yeah like i can even now thinking about it the whole thing and this includes the entire improv music community but at the time back when i was younger it there was such an a mystique to all of it like kerouac and robbins and Ken Kesey and the Hell's Angels and what happened at Altamont and Woodstock. And like, there was like this, this treasured lore and, and story that went along with the music that made it so much larger than life that I wanted to be on the inside of that thing so bad. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, I think that's what kind of look, you know, it started in sixties counterculture or maybe even fifties, you know, beatnik, whatever. And I felt like, you know, by the nineties you have, um, all of these kind of, um, college kids interested in that, uh, in that sort of cultural ethos again. And, you know, I was very young, um, at getting into that and uh, it, compared to others of, of my age group. And that to me was just kind of like the buy the ticket, take the ride moment. Um, wow. Fit, fish in, in eighth, my first fish show was 
incredibly young compared to a lot of people. And I would say I would put my first fish show as my first real, um, you know, true, truly incredible, um, eye-opening, independent live music experience. And I was in eighth grade. I went with what? Uh, a very yeah, a very Hell dear yeah. friend friend of mine today to 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 date and uh the only reason that you know our parents collectively let us go was because his older brother was was very into fish at the time and was in college and uh, he was gonna be he was there and it was like an hour away from where we grew up in, in at hershey park in hershey park pennsylvania and uh it was one of the and it, and you know it was honestly like after that that was that was kind of the down the rabbit hole moment um where you know just kind of interested in in that type of stuff ever ever since um one of the things that i like talking to you you have such a um a unique experience with all of it because well first of all because of your parents right and then your first fish show in eighth grade like wow that's incredible (laughs) i can't even imagine what eighth grade aaron would have thought at a fish show but whatever and you have this unique perspective and I've been wondering this lately because for me, fish had always been around. Right. Right. And back in the day, at least from, from my lens, like if you liked the dead, you didn't listen to fish. The communities didn't overlap in my mind. Maybe they did. I don't know, but my experience was different. And so jumping on the fish bus is relatively new, like 20, 2014 for me and Apple. Yeah, both of us and, going to a show in LA. Yeah, and and so my experience was like, fuck, I missed 30 years of amazing shit. But there's this crossover that I see now. Yeah. Like, and it's different. The music is completely different, man. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. It's one is it's it's not even comparing apples to oranges it's two different things yep. but there's this crossover there's a common thread what do you think that is um i mean i think it, it's obvious look the most common thread is just deep appreciation for musicality and the i think the live experience though is one of between in both the dead world and the fish world the live experience, I think, is being hit in the face with such a big sound, um, mm. and 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 you know, yes, they're very very different, um, but the kind of the layers of sound that you know, fish with you know four people can create, and the uh, and, and the experience of that huge Grateful Dead live sound. I think are very comparable for uh, you know fans to really feel like they're in the moment with something. Yeah, um, I think like it's you know that 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 same year. Uh, I guess it was one summer or two summers after I saw Fish for the first time. Um, I saw Phil and Friends, um, and in that iteration with Warren Haynes. Oh and, yeah, shit. Uh, yeah, and like like Derek Trucks opened for them, but like it was that sort of very early Phil and Friends iteration, um, and like that was one of the things that blew me away about it was you know yes they are very 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 different, um, you know Fish in a lot of ways is way more composed, 
uh, musically than you yeah. know, than the dead is. Um, but the the energy <laughs> of that sound, I think, is something that relates to to both fan bases. Yeah, that, I, I think you hit on it right the nail on the head right there with the energy of it. it at the Gorge this past summer, I hadn't felt that feeling like the the largeness of it, the size of the sound, like you said, and then also on a like a spiritual psychedelic level, yeah. the, the largeness of the space and the connection to everybody. I hadn't felt that size since the 90s in the dead and it really struck me like oh shit this thing didn't leave like it's still here and carrying on and wow like look what's happening and now i i just want to be at a fish show all the time yeah Yeah. i mean so you know like it's 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 fascinating like you know fish in a lot of ways was kind of my entry into this and there's a lot of different factors that go into it like uh that are like very of the of the era factors like um you know i was really into online communities um and specifically the online jam band community that i really think powered a lot of this um in in the in the um early aughts if you will right and uh and yeah and just coming of age in it and then look fish broke up uh, my freshman year of college, which I think people sort of, when you look at these mile markers uh, in life, you know, people come to a lot of things in that in that era, if you will, of their lives, where they say like, oh, like in college I discovered fish, etc. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like already there, right? So to, for me, it was like you know there were these years where fish wasn't touring, and it was all about kind of other things. Uh, that I was interested in and, uh, and, and the, and Grateful Dead related acts weren't really doing much. Um, and then, um, two really fascinating things happened to me, um, that kind of tie both of these worlds together. Um, in the, you know, looking back kind of on my story. Um, one, um, I, I was really, like I said, I was really into writing and kind of all these other cultural things. And uh, I, I went far, far, far down the rabbit hole with uh, with Hunter S. Thompson stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and I actually, um, in college, I started working as the research assistant to his uh, widow, Anita Thompson, and oh, who wow. still lives at Owl Farm in uh, in Woody Creek. And I became her um, her research assistant for putting together this book project called Ancient Gonzo Wisdom which is uh, a collection of all of Hunter S. Thompson's interviews from the uh, mid-60s, the Hells Angels era, uh, up, until, up until his death in 2004. And, uh, and, and I kind of, it was a very, I treated it like a very scholarly academic thing. It was literally my, my job right. um, to, to do all the kind of legwork that goes into compiling a very you know a very famous authors um um you know interviews over this over the span of half a century yeah that's huge yeah and 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 so that was one of these incredible um experiences for me where i was able to really really dig into the scholarly aspects of everything around the culture and you know see how that touched into 
uh, Hollywood and publishing and um, you know all these other things that that Hunter was kind of the center centerpiece of, uh, and then and that book that then led I finished that project right after we got out of after I got out of college in 2009, uh, spent um, about a half a year in Colorado uh, at 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 um, in Woody Creek at Al Farm, uh, putting together kind of the 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 final manuscript of that for delivery. And then the other thing in that was, uh, this was 2008, you know, like 11 years ago, um, was that I, I was at, I went to school at Penn State um, back east, and that was the place where uh, the dead reunited to do their, um, the dead reunited to do their um, concert for change, if you will. In support of the uh, in support of the Obama campaign. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, and it was it was I think it was the first time they had reunited as the Dead since um, Alpine an Alpine Valley show like five years prior, um, and that was uh, was absolutely wild because um, I, I was writing for like an alt weekly at the time and able to um, it, a lot of what my kind of content output looked like was on the internet on, on WordPress and blogging platforms. And I was able to obtain a press pass to, uh, to that dead show score, uh, and uh, huge score. And, you know, honestly, I was able to sort of get this different type of view of, uh, both, you know, the energy that, that Bob and, and, uh, Mickey and, and Bill and everything like that, uh, Phil and whatnot we're putting into into the dead for this uh, for this you know idea of a catalyst for change and then uh, and then write about it personally and and kind of develop my own voice around all these other voices um, that were super important um, in, in the culture. Can I, I want to ask you like the Grateful Dead, at least in my experience and what I've read, like they were so non-committal when it came to anything political yeah. back in the day. Like it was part of the, the fabric of who that band is as a, as a whole, yep. like I, you never heard Jerry say hardly any, I barely ever heard him speak other than singing on stage. Like he was very wary of using the stage as a pulpit or a platform for anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, hmm, I guess the question, like, what do you think of the crossover there? Because I noticed that it started happening with Further and Rat Dog, like Headcount yep. and, yep. and all that stuff. Like, how do you see that fitting in to, to the world, to the I, to the scene? I think that, like, I, I think that, I hate, you know... I not not to go back to to the fish side of things, but Trey has this, you know, incredible um, philosophy and is very has always, you know, maintained this throughout all of Fish's, you know, iteration. Um, is that you know, look, the highest common denominator that music will always have in people's lives is that it's a unifier, um, you know, and yeah. and and music should be unifying 
um, in in that in that regard. And like I think that you know we saw you're a thousand percent right. Like the the dead was never a political act um, at all. It was kind of a in on it was a in on the joke thing, and then you know I kind of started being leveraged um, by those around to to be one. And I think that's I think that's fine. I think most people have an idea. Most culture at large knows where the dead sort of sits in yeah. that regards. Yeah. But I but I and and part of me wonders if it's just you know them being comfortable in that. Um, but like it's funny because you know not to now I'm going to go to the Hunter Thompson thing. The Hunter Hunter Thompson had this incredible. Uh, quote back in um the year 2000 during the uh during the george w bush al gore race uh when when you know florida became such a swing state yeah hunter said at the time that um if every deadhead in the state of florida would have just went and voted we wouldn't have this issue and uh and which is you know such a poignant way of hunter you know phrasing uh, the power of the the Grateful Dead vote, and uh, you know what, like what apathy could not look like, or wow. could, you know, what that could look like, and uh, and and it's it's just kind of funny. Like I, I think that like there's something something to that to a degree. Well, yeah, and, you think about like uh, Chicago and Fairly Well and Santa Clara and those yeah. those stadiums filled with fucking people, yeah. like. Yeah, that's a voice. It's, it's, it's so I actually believe when we get to 2008, um, after you know the George Bush, uh, the George W. Bush era, like and and Hunter is gone at this point in time, but I genuinely believe and and I have nothing to back this up, but I it's my theory is that um, Bob and you know everybody that kind of grew up and and really loved Hunter's voice. Um, because of you know their timeliness in the San Francisco thing, um, I really really believe that that's one of the reasons why they started going that direction. Yeah, um, was dating back to the the what happened in 2000 and Hunter Thompson flat out saying multiple times he said this in multiple interviews. Uh, if every like deadhead would have just yeah, like if every deadhead in Florida would have just fucking voted, we wouldn't have this issue. Wow. And like, and it kind of became a a thing. Um, going going back to that, you know, um, an episode that we had with one of our really good friends, Jake, he was talking about, um, you know, the people like. Um, the elders, so to speak, the older heads mm-hmm. and stuff, like becoming more active. Um, like now it's time for that and having yeah. a little bit more responsibility, whether it's you know, purely just to make the planet better wherever right. you're at, you know? And it seems really um, poignant that we're talking about this because um, using your platform for a voice, no matter. Um, how great or how how small can really change the course of things. Yeah, or alter or influence or whatever. Exactly. I I I definitely I definitely agree with that. I think it can also. I do think though that you have to be careful because yeah. I think that it can. It works both ways. I, it works both ways, and you know, um, I think that if you know, it's it's all about it's all about what what you're kind of supporting, and also the dead. 
look back at those 90s shows with like uh, that were in support of like rainforest conservation efforts and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that like I think that you know the emphasis for society, for a community to do better is always going to be a, you know a um, just a good ethos to have. Like mm-hmm. you know who knows really what the questionable result really is going to look like mm-hmm. in that. Um, but I think the desire for a community as large to do better and, you know, the voices that it takes to make that, make it a little bit more than just being a party, um, I think is like a good thing. Yeah. And, and understanding that, you know, when we come together, it shows there's, there's a definite power in, you know, 20,000 people on psychedelics focusing their intention on something that that does stuff. I mean, yeah, we're sitting here talking and it's because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's exactly it's that it's that desire, that innate human desire to be good. And I think that, you know, I think that music kind of brings that out of people uh, in a way is that, you know, nothing else really does. I mean, there's a reason why music has been a part of ritual uh, for human, you know, for all of human history. Yeah, know? since you could pick up a stick and bang it on a rock. Exactly. We've been we've been pounding out rhythm <laughs> to echo what's going on inside of us. Like it's a it's definitely built into the fabric of the human experience, and and that's what I think is so fucking beautiful and cool about the improv community is that. We, a lot of us are conscious of that fact and it becomes an intentional thing. And then our lives start to change and things start to change around us. And, you know, you, for God's sakes, man, you, you put together Hunter S. Thompson's interviews into a book. Like, do you ever, when you were at your first fish show, if you had come to yourself in a time machine and told you that, would you have believed you? No way. No, no. Uh, it's exactly never, but it's like, you know, that's just, uh, you know, once you get set on the path, man, I think that mm-hmm. like, I think <laughs> that, I think that you really, I think that you sort of realize how, um, the opportunities are yours alone, if you will, oh, and shit. you embrace them and, uh, you know, do kind of figure out how, what to do, what to do with that. Um, and, and that to me is just, kind of always been my biggest takeaway about uh the you know music as a at large as a whole and and specifically this kind of community of of grateful dead and 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 fish and everything and all the other like things that play into that i just think it's an ethos that makes us all better to me there's there's no no community i have experienced in my life that makes you feel more of the creative process than like fish the dead yeah all the jam bands when you're at a show you feel like i mean because we're giving it to them they're giving it back it just makes you feel part of it yeah well it doesn't happen without us yeah yeah it doesn't happen without and and the the art that's been spun off of of fish the dead everything the community out there that keeps growing and they all feel this connection it's it's just amazing yeah it's it's been fascinating to me because you know i i consider myself uh professionally i consider myself a creative um and you know bro bible is um 
we we started that in in 2000 in 2000 late 2009 um 2010 early 2000 early 2010 and uh you know and there's in that I've been able to meet all sorts of people from across a uh you know variety of walks of life in the media business uh and people don't really realize that like the energy that goes into creating some of you know your favorite comic book movies and uh, you know sports broadcasts and like all of these things in a lot of ways comes back to kind of the energy of the it, it not it comes back to people that have experienced yeah. um, energy in the jam band community and, and in the world of the Grateful Dead and, and fish and stuff like that and them kind of channeling that that creativity and energy into what their path is. And that to me is like one of the things that I just think is so, so, so fucking cool. Um, you know, people that are able to integrate that into what their day-to-day walk of life so is. What was the, everything. what was the impetus for bro Bible? So, you know, obviously I was heavily influenced by uh, the Hunter Thompson stuff. Um, I had this desire after coming out of that, uh, at the age of 23, 24, to uh, work in the publishing industry. And um, I did. I wrote a lot for, uh, for, for AOL and Time Warner uh, back in the day uh, out of it and freelanced kind of at a number of different places. Um, even, and, and some of it, you know, this was the very beginning of the digital publishing industry being a... Um, viable industry that you know people understand blogging if you will um and uh and i was you know very dead set on what that could look like as a career at the time and you know i put applications out to try to get a job at you know um all the houses all the publishing houses in new york city that i felt like could would take me or where I could fit in. Like, uh, you know, the, the Condé Nast publications, uh, the Hearst publications, like Esquire or whatever. Um, and ultimately I was kind of like, you know, this like, this just like doesn't feel like something I really want to do to just kind of be a cog in a machine of whatever. Right. Um, so linked up with a couple people, um, the, uh, a really good, really good uh, friend of mine had already started started bro Bible at the time didn't really know what he was doing with it it was kind of he did but it was an online community it needed a publishing platform output so I came in at this very very early within the you know first couple months of it um, and you know we started being just trying to figure out our voice what it was what stuck out from the other men's lifestyle sort of rags of the day of the era um what would make us different from esquire gq maxim all those other things that were out there and uh you know the emphasis was kind of in a lot of ways it was applying what i felt like i knew from uh the fish the fish online community online communities that i loved and cherished and was a part of to this world of like you know dudes <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah and uh and, and 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 honestly that was great you know like it, it, it's i think if your philosophy in life is that you know all, people have 
their own tribes and are, you know, are, and, uh, you know, oftentimes they overlap and whatever. Um, it kind of became a bit of that. So we just started, like, you know, trying to produce really funny content, really um, looking at the world with a lens that we kind of called the, like, bro's eye view but like <laughs> treating it sort of cheeky uh <laughs> cheeky and fun like being in on the joke you know um and and just kind of embracing you know that inner ethos so uh that was 2009 and or sorry 2000 2010 and uh we grew it like crazy and uh, and it became just kind of a bigger cultural thing in in the digital media world. It's huge. Uh, yeah, we're we're one of the uh, we're one of the biggest we're one of the biggest digital. We are well, actually, in the men's lifestyle space, Bro Bible has the biggest millennial audience uh, of of digital of of men um compared to any other men's lifestyle what the fuck uh compared to gq compared to esquire uh maxim etc yeah brandon congratulations brother thank you i really i really appreciate that and i think a lot of it is just because our our voice is just we try to be authentic we try to be funny um we try to you know we also try to be fun i think that's something that kind of is missing from a lot of uh, newsrooms and edit, editorial groups is that they just kind of don't embrace the fun of what they're about. I am and, always uh, down I gotta for say, fun, I, I see something that's yeah. applied through Bro Bible is, is also the the funniness and the humor in sports. There's a lot of sports content, absolutely, and it's absolutely you approach it from a different angle than like just the analysis and the breakdown. A, it's a thousand percent because it's it's like. It's all entertainment at the end of the day. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. It's like it's you know it's 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 still a part of bread and circus. Like and uh, and we just like like to like embrace it as cultural fun and you know have it being open really to everyone. Um, and and that's just something that you don't get when you go to um, as great of work as you know. Um, other places do like that's we just wanted to make something that was really really fun and people gravitate towards it because of that well it makes so much sense to what you're saying in that the content is coming from a genuine place because in in walking through a, a dead and company lot or a fish lot or wherever you see all these little segmented interests represented. You see yes. the sports jerseys and the yes. the takeoffs of, you know, sports team logos made into fish stuff and whatever. Yes. And yes. and whatever, you know, and so taking all that and and putting it down somewhere with that air of you're on the inside of the joke too. Yes. It is genius, man. And it and it comes off genuine and it's and it's truly like it is it's entertaining yeah yes that is what we that is that is that is the that is the uh editorial modus operandi that we operate on every single day with everything that we do and uh it is it is it is one of those things that you know um we just yeah i don't know it's it's turned into an incredible business over the years and and a lot of my day-to-day work now is um, promoting the business in a way where I, I, I kind of 
do that storytelling to to brands right um and, and you know some get it some don't um it's amazing the ones that get it though like right now you know the world of advertising and digital media and everything like that um there are many 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 layers almost like an army of layers of 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 you know, how corporate messaging comes into the world. And to kind of just be a champion for, uh, you know, lightheartedness and fun and, and, and what that extension looks like to this audience uh, is really, 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 really positive and probably one of, incredibly rewarding, if you will. There's, yeah. The, it's rewarding on the, cons- on, the, on the sort of B to C, the bro Bible to consumer side of things as, <laughs> as a as a reader uh but it's also very rewarding on the b2b side where the the brands that we work that support the business and you know uh make sure that our operation is able to be um you know in lockstep with with each other and you know support our support our livelihood fucking cool like that to me is like the thing that also is another part of my reality that's so 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 exciting is the people that are like yes i get it we needed to do this <laughs> dude it, uh, <laughs> it, it blows my mind too that like thinking back to the mindset of teenage world when i was a little punk rock kid like fuck the system fuck the man and, and then <laughs> yeah. and then growing up and realizing you know what i'm gonna have to work this from the inside and yep. and seeing that head heads have are on the inside of this thing and, and are taking care of it and doing it intentionally. It's like that, that's the coolest like inside joke there is right there is like, we've taken what you guys made and we're using it for, for our purposes. Luckily, we're ta- the political part of that, like talking about like the dead was always kind of anti-establishment and so is punk and those connections and stuff. And then it comes the point as we're getting older, you got to step back and go, look what we have established. No shit. (laughs) Forget about that establishment. We have established our own platform, whatever you want to call it. And it is growing and getting stronger every day. We interrupt this interview with Brandon to tell you that Kushko is our sponsor. Yay. Yay, Kushko. Yay, Kushko. the leader. Kushko is the world leader of cannabis industry packaging that knows every regulation for every state to keep that shit compliant, and they keep it fun and keep it moving. Inside your fuego, they keep it moving. Move. They do. Kushko does that. Wow. So, if you're interested, if you've been in a cannabis dispensary lately, you've seen these products... These dudes have offices in 10 states plus Canada and China. Go to kushsupplyco.com forward slash podcast to learn more and support the No Simple Road family. And educate yourself. Look at their products and you'll be amazed at how many products there is. A lot of products. Product. I want to keep saying product. Product, 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 product. And now back to Brandon. 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 Yeah, man. And I think that like for my, I, I think that that's where culturally where bro Bible falls in the realm of, you know, of millennial sort of, I don't want millennial digital outlets. Um, you know, 10 years ago, the, look, the millennial generation is fucking huge as a number of people yeah. that fall into it. 
And, uh, you know, we were able to really ride this, this great wave because of uh, technology factors and, you know, uh, news disruption and dis distribution factors uh, for Brobabble to really get in front of this audience at a very uh, formative age in their content consumption, you know, mm -hmm. lives. Um, we were able to hit a lot of millennials at the very end of their college careers, uh, sort of older millennials at the very end of their college careers, and like dead in the road uh, millennials in the middle of their college careers. Um, and that was because, you know, we were writing about, you know, things that were important to them or around in their sort of college communities in a, in a fun way and relatable way. And I think now that, now that millennials are way beyond that in terms of their, um, you know, they're in, as a whole, mostly in, a, in the next life stage. Um, I think that like Bro Bible is very important to that, to that audience uh, because it signifies, you know, what it was like to have a true disruptor back oh, in the wow. day for them. So, and it becomes uh, part of their identity too. After a while, I know like for yeah. myself, those you become attached to them in an emotional kind of a way. And that's, that's a weird thing to think about that we can become attached to digital content that way. Yeah. But, and absolutely. it becomes, and it becomes part of, of who we are as a person. Like I, yeah, that it, thing. It's, I mean, look, the drug is our, the drug is our cell phones really in that world. Yeah, totally. And, and, uh, you know, like we're, we're just kind of, we're just kind of helping, helping the trip move along um on it and you know it's 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 interesting it's been very very rewarding um especially it's one of those things where you know um the older i kind of get and grow with it uh the more i realize its various avenues of, of importance are in culture at large um and that's something that you know you mentioned about how you know uh 20 you know 22 year old me wouldn't have realized that in eighth grade me at a fish show what that had looked like but it's Shit. something that now at 33 <laughs> uh 24 year old me would have never realized the inroads that we've been able to kind of get yeah uh in 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 what we've done so so is there um, is there a goal like an end you goal? know so you there i don't like a TV I have channel? my goals. No, it's <laughs> definitely not that. It, I have my goals. My goals are um, my goals are that I would like to start. I would like the brand to start creating content for uh, other platforms that are really um, very exciting. That are more a little bit more of the era than necessarily a dot com. Um, and and I think a little bit of that is like you know what you see on Netflix and Amazon and everything like that. Really cultural uh content that feels very important to the moment wow um, and that's like a big a huge goal of mine um and uh you know i think that like if and, and that's a lot of why honestly why i moved to los angeles um was to be kind of closer to that to that world um because i think that when and it's not doesn't necessarily mean you know uh uh the bro Bible show or something like that. It's like if bro Bible can present a documentary that feels very important to, to people or, you know, something like that, that to me is kind of the next really, really big goal. Like along the lines of vice or something like that is what yeah. I, yeah, yeah. 
I would I would even say that it's a little bit more granular than that. Um, it's 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 almost like the 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 fire festival documentaries, for example. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 more like what are if can we start producing content uh, that feels like it's a even though it's you know the fire festival festival documentaries live in this cultural moment that we're in right now and probably won't be as important six weeks from now, six months from now, whatever, but people will still remember them. Um, I want to, I want bro bubble to create content like that, that, uh, feels very much. So, you know, has that cultural moment and then the world just kind of continues to snowball. Past like a culture, like, like a digital bookmark for yeah, life, ex- for the world. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's of the, at the moment. Badass. Yeah. That's and super badass. To me, I think that's like we 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 as a whole, as a cultural whole, we consume content in these little moments, and uh, and I think that um, you know, written content in the day to day and everything like that is always going to be an important part of what we do. Um, but like, you know, the Fire Festival documentaries, for example, those projects started you know a year and a half ago. And uh, so now it's like, okay, what is Bro Bible's Fire Festival documentary, and what does that look like mm. in various various lanes, you know? Um, so we'll figure it out. I have, I don't know if I necessarily have the answer to those questions yet, but I would say that that's that's my biggest goal for the brand. Right but now. I mean, if you if you're thinking about that stuff, obviously something will come out of it. You're a creative guy, and you're you know it just hasn't taken shape yet and mm-hmm. i i uh we're coming to la in oh yeah in a couple of weeks it. man i'd i'd love to Dude, see we're you while we're down up. there you, is the whole y'all are coming down we're gonna we're gonna yes. have some fun then the, yeah the three um, of we're us we're going to love you down so, oh that's amazing yeah so we'd love for you to join us and have a i mean a blast it, it's gonna be an amazing time you know oh. I, I, not to talk business on the show but fuck it sure I, it's a, just a conversation um on the show I, adam <laughs> adam is my son-in-law and he is the drummer for swim and they're one of the bands that's yeah. Well, that's, it's their it's festival. their it's their festival, and he's yeah. the, he's one of the guys putting the festival together. And I know that they're looking for sponsorship for that thing. So maybe I could put you guys in touch, Dude, so you guys could have a conversation. Sure. Yeah, but no, I that I would, would be great. Cool. I I would love to give you a hug in person, man. Because like you said, we didn't get to to meet at the gorge, and dude, I know it's silly about the beard thing. But it's not. It's not it's fucking not. silly, it's man. Light. It's really not. Like that's man, a huge part of of who we are, and like, it's my face, that, dude. That me, I get it, man. That's mine too. That's <laughs> like, Fuck. Well, it's like you know the beard thing. Like Wolfman Whiskers, it's it's you know, by no means is it like my full time thing at all. Like, um, but you know, I feel like obviously, I think you guys have a little bit of a. I hope you have a little bit of a better sense of like, you know, who I am and what yeah. Oh, yeah. a day-to-day oh, yeah. day looks like, you know, after this, after this conversation. Um, and Wolfman Whiskers was just driven by this. And I live in this world of like ideas and creative creativity and the digital connection with it and whatnot. Like Wolfman Whiskers was kind of driven by this 
other, I hate to call it a little bit more primal, but this like side of me to be like, I just want to fucking make something <laughs> like, yeah, so that I can put my hands tangible, on. Tangible, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and honestly, the headspace that I get out of that is so, mm. it's so amazing. You know, just like any craftsman, if you will. Yeah. Um, and a scientist and, in there. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of how the whole thing came. Of, it was from like really going, really diving deep into like putting together what ingredients work and don't, and using my my own beard as a A/B testing facility. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah, that's what the yogis do. What? They use their bodies as a freaking you know as their laboratory. So why yeah. not? That's, people that's awesome. with the people without beards don't realize like i mean there's a lot of intent that goes into what you put on your beard one thing i appreciate that you do brother is you've made it more affordable than anybody i've yes. seen me and aaron yes. have both bought probably know you'd have shit you spend 30 40 sometimes 50 bucks on a like a kit with some balm and oil Dude, and it just doesn't do it right away it's you're absurd. like oh this sucks it's absurd i get like a number because of bro bible um, a lot of like men's grooming companies kind of hit me up a lot yeah. and, uh, with their products. And I always, I mean, it's, it's absurd how corporate, like corporate America, like just doesn't understand that people don't want to spend absurd, you know, prices like that on, on, you know, not this on, generation. You, no, yeah, millennials. It's, fuck you. You know, yeah. you know what it right. reminds me? I'll make myself. It reminds <laughs> yeah, me of exactly. Seth MacFarlane, it, the, the Million Ways to Die in the West, where, where, where it's like, you can't afford a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> you're going down to the mustachery. You can't afford a mustache, sir. You're a peasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, it, like, it's abs- like, it's absolutely absurd. I saw one, I, I saw one for $35 the other day, and like, and it and it was like it was so like the label was this like really clean tiny font face like thing and you know it kind of reminded me of like in Big Lebowski like Jackie Treehorn's house and I'm just and I'm kind of like Man, this is like so lame <laughs> especially for thirty five dollars we're gonna go after the know, hipster market with this guys keep yeah, keep the typeface clean I like, want it minimal <laughs> exactly like. It's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, <laughs> how how much of the world really needs, you know, five things like this in it? <laughs> Dude, I, and just, I think part of it is, it, going back to what you said, is that, it, that doing that thing fulfilled a need in you. Uh, and it wasn't, like, born of you trying to, I'm going to make a million dollars making fucking beard bomb for deadheads. Like, you were yeah. like, I need to fucking make some shit. Yeah, that, that's and, real. I mean, that was a, that was literally a, that was a thousand percent it. Like, you know, I I, I like I, comically I set up. I went to uh, I went to Shoreline for Dead and Company last year, and I was like, you know, like it's been a long time since I've tried to like sell something on Shakedown. Like, I was like, can I sell beer bomb on Shakedown? And it actually kind of worked. Really? <laughs> like, you would be surprised. You would be especially at Shoreline where Shakedown is very very big uh but i like I was, weren't like, you set up at the gorge too I, I tried to the gorge did not do as well uh, the gorge did not do nearly as well um a lot of it but that's also because i i genuinely believe that like fish fans do not buy 
nearly as much um, before a show that then mm. like deadheads do. Yeah. Um, there's kind of this weird like cultural thing where like, you know, I, I think that people in, in the dead community really embrace the idea of what uh, shakedown is to the, to the scene and vibe of a, of a dead show. It's part of uh, the show. It's part of the show. Right. I, I would say that fish it's, it's there, but it's not as, it's not as important to the overall like to the overall thing yeah i totally feel that i I definitely felt that at the gorge at dicks too it was cool yeah it was fun but it wasn't the main attraction it was just like kind of on the way the you know like the hallways decorated for you to get to the dance the party's about to be in here exactly exactly it actually took me a while to really realize that uh difference in between scenes um and honestly, it wasn't until like two, a couple of years ago where I was like, oh, I kind of oh, see it. it now. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a really important question for you. Super important. It. All right. <laughs> Are we going to get a second leg tour announcement? Oh, I know. I want man. one so bad. I don't think we are, man. Come I have on. not. I know it's it's a real big bummer that they're not doing a West Coast swing. We're just gonna get ghosted this summer, like. Yeah, I fortunately I got my Dicks tickets though, so I am going to Dicks. I'm well, excited about it. We'll be there. Don't no yeah. no we won't. Yeah, we Brandon, will. Brandon, we'll yeah, we no. will. We'll be there. <laughs> I I mean that that venue is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about your the experience you guys had there this last summer, but like. I've I had have had the most wonderful experience. There. Tell us about it. I want to hear about your last year's Dick's experience. Um, so I didn't go this past year, okay. but I went the year before, and uh, and I I mean I think it's just a combination of a it's a great meeting point for my kind of like social friend base that touches on you know fish between. East Coast and West Coast and now Colorado because I have like thirty friends that <laughs> moved to the, Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so so I always have such a magical time there. And I also just think that like the kind of the parking like the scene outside of it is is really I think very special compared to like corporate amphitheater world. Uh, you know yeah. that type mm-hmm. of thing. It felt like a um, it felt like a big backyard carnival barbecue or a carnival. Like, yeah, people exactly. just like, like had their trucks barbecue. open, tailgating kind yep, of thing. Yep. It was cute. It was totally fun. Exactly. And then I think the energy inside, uh, by having that huge field for you know everyone to be on, and I mean I guess not as huge as like Baderfield or whatever, but um huge field and then being able to be in the stands uh there i think it just is it feels it's big but it feels very intimate yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you're inside of something yeah exactly like you're inside man that's kind of like the fish that's kind of like fish's thing as as a whole like you cut they they're a band that loves to make you feel like you're inside of something um that's cool and and fun to be part of yeah, absolutely. Like the embrace of of Madison Square Garden in in New York it, with fish is like that. Like every time you're in there, every time I've been there, in there, uh, you know, you feel like you're about to blast off on a spaceship. And... <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't been because um, we weren't into fish when we lived in Vegas. But I would imagine their Vegas shows for Halloween are like oh, that too. 
exactly the same. It's, you know, in a lot of ways, like that kind of arena environment with fish is just, is a really, well, Vegas is one of my, and this is a controversial opinion in the world of fish, but <laughs> Vegas is my favorite, is one of my favorite destination places to see fish because um, you have to work to get there. It's not necessarily, <laughs> like, it's not easy for a lot, like, I know this sounds, this sounds very entitled, but like, um, uh, it's, it's like, it's like the, the, the environment for it isn't necessarily like a passer, a passerby type of environment. No. It's like, if you're going to Vegas for fish, you really like fish. <laughs> I feel like Dick's is like that too, man. If you're going to Dick's, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and the, it, and the gorge, the gorge is like that for everything. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, yes, who decided like. Hey, out in the middle of fucking nowhere in Washington, I'm going to put a big amphitheater over here to have Somebody concerts. Somebody was a genius. Oh, dude, yeah. Exactly. Divided I mean, sky place... at sunset, best thing oh, I've ever seen in my life. Same, man. That place is that place is pure magic. Um, and, and it was funny because when I lived in New York City before, before moving to, to California, um, I used to go to – there was a bar near my apartment in the East Village – uh, called subject that was kind of ground it was kind of a uh, meeting point to watch like fish streams and uh for years i would have like friends go do the gorge trip from new york and everything like that and i would go down to subject and watch the live stream and like the fomo that i would get out of that was so real <laughs> constantly <laughs> like and, and, and yeah and i was just always like oh my god why am i not at the gorge i gotta go to the gorge that's how i feel because about msg Oh, oh my gosh! It's such a and I and you know to get to like to get to live in that and you know uh, eat acid and have a great time yeah, like, was just like the most the most surreal surreal experience um, that, imaginable. That is a tough <laughs> one. To, the whole couch tour thing is a tough one. Aaron struggles with that. But, but he's he like, I don't. It. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. You can see everything. It sounds great, but I'm not fucking there man i had that problem with the this most recent uh madison square garden run so hard and especially as like a former new yorker um you got a double if yeah it was one of those things where like if i a i had some of my best friends obviously in the world going um you know going and having an incredible time uh and and then be and knowing that I would be if if I hadn't moved to California, like that would have been me, whatever. Mm. Uh, but then be like the fact that like fish was kind of playing at the peak of what they had already built on at in Las Vegas that I had witnessed and was there for. It, you know, it was like it was like uh, it was it was like kind of a double whammy of a bummer to not be. <laughs> I'd be there. That's but then the, it's. But then the, I walk back and I'm like, you know what? Like, you know, your trip is your trip, and you gotta. <laughs> you gotta know. You gotta know. Come on, you had fun. And stop, this is stop. and this yeah, is exactly. how we get over exactly. the sadness of missing out on a really awesome show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your trip is your trip, man. Just deal with it. You're supposed to be where you're at. Everything happens yeah. for a reason. Yeah. <sighs> well, it sounds like we're gonna meet soon. Dude, I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys to come down. And there's Aww. obviously a gazillion things that we have to talk about. Beyond uh, yeah. We, 
I was wondering something. This is kind of back to something earlier with your course, with your man. with your upbringing, with your parents being like music teachers and everything. Do you play at all? Do you play? I any don't. Answer? Okay. So what? I did. I, yeah, I used to um, all the time, and it, it was honestly, it was just like I I was I was in a band in high school uh, where we were, we were uh, our, our our band in high school was kind of I mentioned the like funk thing at the a couple way back mm-hmm. in the, yeah. the conversation and we kind of had this like we did this like weird like our whole thing uh, so i was like really 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 into sa- playing the saxophone right um and i played saxophone in this funk band and it was awesome really really fun um I, obviously i picked around at guitar and piano uh a lot and uh, and 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 performed in you know a variety of uh, ensembles and 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 we had this we had this funk band in high school that was really really fun, but uh, it was weird when I w- w- like I don't want to say I gave it up, but like I just kind of like concentrated my time and effort elsewhere. You had to choose. Uh, you felt like yeah. I, uh, I don't. I you know it's not to say that I would never go back to it. Um, but I kind of would, and I would like to go back to it as like a hobbyist. Um, but whenever it was like, oh, do I really like is full time is music going to be my world or not? Like, I don't know. It was kind of a weird thing. Like many, many years ago. I get that. that. <laughs> I get yeah, it. My, my, my brother, uh, my brother though is a different story. He, uh, he is a full time, uh, web developer and uh, he he plays bass in a number of different bands uh, back east, including like a dead cover band. Oh shit! Uh, so you and... get to go to shows with your brother too? Oh yeah, man! I love I love watching oh, him play. Yeah, God. my brother comes Aww. to he he did the trip to the gorge and everything like that. I took him to his uh, you know this is kind of the great uh, passing of the baton, if you will. Like for us when we were in high school and I was going to college, I took him to his or before all of that, I took him at a pretty young age to his first show. Uh-oh. <laughs> the first fish show in 2003. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I made him. He, Fine. I don't want to say I made him, um, you know, come on the bus, but he definitely came on the bus. <laughs> come on, asshole. You're going for a ride. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> okay. I have one final, bad, one final important question for you. This, this one is. Or this, good. This was nagging yeah. at me. We were looking at Bro Bible last night Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of pictures of Mm -hmm. women holding Mm -hmm. fish (laughs) women with Mm -hmm. fish why what is the with chicks with fish man i don't know it's like it's a it's a thing it's like okay that's random i I told Aaron, i was like it appeals to like the redneck in me like yeah that's a chick with a fish she she can handle her business there's like a weird like there's a weird, yeah, I, I I mean, look, there's a lot of, like, I think that, like, sportsmen, I don't want to say sportsmen, that's the wrong way of putting it, the, uh, I, man, I don't, I don't really know how to answer it's that. That's a hard one to answer. Okay. Yeah. Right, they got calendars, they got calendars, chicks fishing. Okay. Yeah. It's hey, like man. A, what a, it's like a, it's, it's funny because that's like a weird Instagram rabbit hole that you can go down. Uh-huh. And spend and like it's a thing. Okay. Um, I'm also thinking though that like you guys must have looked at something like a very very that was like published a very long time ago. Like no, uh, no, this was recent. So like, 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 sorry, yeah, yeah, so there's, there's a side of me where I'm like, 
like, damn, was that like 2014? It was, well, <laughs> Apple, Apple downloaded the app. Yeah. Ah, it, nice. it, was, it was like the meme, like the, like a, you know, a collection of memes, like 50 ah, meme, gotcha. top memes of this week, yep. you know, and yep. stuff like yep. that. One of those. I just yeah. watching. I'm just looking going, all right, that's a thing. I never knew that was a thing. <laughs> cool. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't because I was excited last night, me and Aaron talking about this, <laughs> of like the sports content and stuff. Going back to the beginning of this, you said you grew up in, in Pennsylvania. Yep, yep. Who's your NFL sure team? Oh, dude, I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah, uh, I knew it. I knew I'm it. I looked a, up a, Hershey Park when you mentioned Hershey Park to see the relevance yeah, in Pennsylvania, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's right by Philly. I've been a Philly yeah, fan dude, since I, I was like I, seven years old. I am uh, I am like, I am hardcore Philly sports uh, in 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 all of my allegiances. You Same know, here, year, 76ers, the Flyers. Yeah, the only one them, I'm man. not is the Phillies. I'm a I'm an Anaheim Angels fan because of growing up on the West Coast. But everything <laughs> else great. is all Philly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I you know, selfishly, I hope that the Phillies get Bryce Harper and we have this, <laughs> this incredible incredible run. Um, no, man, and it's you know that's that's always been where my allegiances were. My my dad. Uh, actually, uh, my dad grew up in Philadelphia before we moved to more of like central, Phil- central Pennsylvania area. And, uh, I don't know, man, Philly's my city. I'm actually going to go back there for the, uh, for the, the fish run at, um, used to be the tweeter center. I think it's now called like the BB and T pavilion or some, some terrible corporate name yeah um, that's happened like, to all of them just about yeah i know it's but it's i'm so i'm so excited about it though because um philly is just it's i don't even know how to describe it it's a compared to boston new york dc it's this it's it's kind of got this weird like stepchild type of like ethos to it <laughs> that's like very very edgy i don't say edgy but like it's, it's got a lot of attitude it's got a lot of like you know it's moxie. got a lot of soul to it yeah moxie moxie Spunk. is the perfect way of putting it yeah hey, I, I, I look very forward to going there someday and seeing, yeah, seeing man, a game of any any type and having a real philly cheesesteak and oh, we, dude, you, you hear a lot it. of people it's it. hard to describe philly people from you there gotta say go to, that you gotta go to del sandro's that's the uh that's the one that is the you know that that is beloved by by the city the most compared to the tourist ones and okay. uh it's it's but it's a, it's an incredible place to see fish uh too it was an incredible place for the grateful dead as well uh back in the day because like just this the city kind of has this different type of energy compared to a lot of the other northeastern cities in the i-95 corridor and uh yeah man i just i love it and it's obviously a great great chance to reunite with like friends and whatnot yeah we gotta we gotta experience a fish show back east in the coming years it's it's on it's totally it is it is totally different i'll be honest in my uh in my current iteration like i love i love west coast i love west the energy at west coast fish shows I I mean, obviously, I especially love the energy at uh, West Coast dead-related, dead-related shows, Um, you know, but the energy for, like, fish is totally different because it kind of, in this weird way, feels a little bit more like, 
I don't, I want to say like generational or something like that, where oh, it's wow. like, where it's almost like, oh yeah, uh, being, <laughs> being a Red Sox fan, uh, uh, a Patriots fan and a fish fan are what I'm all the fuck about. Like, and I don't think that you get that like no. same type of like chippiness on the West Coast. Uh uh-uh, it's like right on, brother. I like fish. I went yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, I got exactly. you. Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. like a possessive thing. Uh, yeah, it is this like possessive fish thing. Fish is ours. It, it's, the East Coast. Yeah. It's 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 sort of stupid and like it makes you know the East Coast as a whole kind of feels like sometimes at, at like like midi like medieval england like <laughs> various territorialisms but like i i think it i just think it cracks me up whatever how uh you know this music that we really love gets like embraced in that cultural cultural ethos it's fucking hilarious i i yeah it's on the radar for us this year hopefully so all right man well, cool. well, we're going to talk. Great conversation yeah, there, we're going to talk Thank more. Thank you so much. This is great. And to get to I'm know you, looking man. forward to meeting you in a couple of weeks, man. Yeah, absolutely. And get, holler at me when you come down. We're gonna, we'll have ourselves a good old time. Sure. Yeah. And and same goes for you, man. If you find yourself up here, you've got a home. Dude, I love it. Thanks, guys. I can't wait. And All I, right, brother. I just I, one la- just on the wolf. Yeah. Thanks again so much on the Wolfman Whisker. Yeah. Oh, Me absolutely. and Aaron are both about to drop another order on you. I'm just in any uh, new flavors since Dude. you're working on maybe. Oh, or... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys try the sweet tobacco one? That's what I'm going to order. Yes. The Highway Bills. Yeah. We're, you that's try what that. we're going to order and some others, yeah. man. And uh, I'm actually working on another one right now uh, that is not, I don't have labels for it yet. Uh, but it's going to be like a eucalyptus and spearmint style like Ooh. combination. And uh, that's but it's it's still going to be like a couple weeks away to, to put it out. And it is so rich. It's like it has the sweetness of spearmint, but the richness of that like eucalyptus kind of feel. It's going to be yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. Perfect for <laughs> summer. Keep you cool. Exactly. Right on. All right, guys. All right, Brandon. Thank we'll talk so to you much. soon, man. Thank you, man. Have a great See Saturday. Ya. See y'all. Thank Later, you. brother. Bye. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Well as a fear, we've traveled the 
crossroad before, so we may think. But it's a tab and a strange similarity that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.